0: Our next guest, Jennifer Williams, is undoubtedly bold, and it is her assertiveness that has gotten her this far. However, this strength has not come without doubts. Listen to this episode to understand how to be confident within yourself and your career while managing uncertainty. By the way, we recorded this interview back in September 2020 when Jennifer was a talent acquisition manager at Mass Mutual. but in May 2021, she moved to Eaton as a talent acquisition consultant. As frequent listeners to this podcast know, we record months in advance, so sometimes we need to update you on changes that happen for our guests. Having said that, here we go episode number 141 starts right now
1: welcome to women really mean business presented by athena international the podcast that tells you the story of how women are impacting business one guest at a time now here's your host jeff balitnikoff with another successful woman and her unique
0: business journey Women Really Mean Business, presented by Athena International, and I'm Jeff Litnikoff and I am with Jennifer Williams, and I'm going to tell you a little bit about her. You know, and actually, her her story is unconventional, and that really is what she says in her bio, but as you read through it, uh, she went to college, and she was originally, and I'll let her talk more about this, but she originally wanted to go into medicine and then kind of flipped around, couldn't see herself in the medical field. And knew absolutely nothing about the banking industry, and I'm going to let her tell you about this story. But she just kind of marched in and said, "You need to hire me," which was great. And then it's all led her to what she's doing now. She's doing recruiting for Mass Mutual, and I really think Jennifer, I'm going to bring you into the conversation now. And welcome, by the way. Thank you. I, thank you. And I really, I really believe that um, you know your your story is one of you, your story is one of like I would characterize as why not? And and it's almost like you saying to yourself, well, why not? Why can't I do stuff like this and or pursue a career? So I'm going to have you pick it up from there, Jennifer. Welcome to the show. And I'd love you to expand on everything I just
1: said. Yeah, absolutely. I really appreciate you taking the time to talk to me. And I do love how you put that saying, why not? Because that's essentially how I've gone about my career path since I started it at just 21 years old. Um, Like you said, you mentioned that it was unconventional, and it very much was. So for me, what I did was I wanted to go for medicine. I was convinced that that was my calling. It's what I wanted to do, and I attended Indiana University of Pennsylvania for a semester and thought to myself, okay, I don't really care so much about the college experience. I'm paying a whole lot of money for this when I can go home and get the same type of degree. for a lot cheaper at a community college, so that's what I did but my first day at clinicals, I could not do it. (laughs) I realized it just was not for me. I did not have the heart for it. So on a split decision, switched to business and went from CCAC to Penn State and then from Penn State Greater Allegheny Campus to their World Campus to online so I can work full time. I wasn't the type of person who really cared about the college experience. I You know, I have friends, I've made friends throughout my time, so I wasn't looking to make additional friends. I wanted to start working and start being a professional early on. So what you were mentioning about Huntington Bank, when I said, you want to hire me, that's literally what I did. I was looking for different types of positions that were full-time so I could start making actual money and having time for my studies instead of having such a split schedule. And I noticed that my local Huntington Bank branch was hiring a teller. And I've never known anything about banking, the financial world, nothing. And I walked in, asked to see the manager, and whenever he came out and got me and went to his office, we obviously introduced ourselves, of course, and he said, well, how can I help you? And my answer was, you want to hire me. And he just loved my tenacity. He said, I like your style. And he went through the whole thing with HR to get them to phone screen me, to run my background check, everything like that. I didn't even have an official interview after that. He just loved how I was, and he knew that I was going to be successful. So I moved my way up with Huntington Bank while going to school. But when I graduated, I didn't know what I wanted to do 100%. I thought maybe HR would be good. And so I was looking at possible master's degrees which I could have gone to my alma mater, Penn State, and got it online. But I was talking to a cousin of mine who recruited, who said that's a great way to get your foot in the door with HR positions without having to go to school. And so I ended up at a staffing agency, and I was there for three and a half years, and I loved what I did, but not so much where I was doing it because I wanted to be more dedicated to a company than hiring for a bunch of companies. And that's how I found myself with Mass Mutual Pittsburgh. And I'm so happy I did. And when I think back on my career path, I think, wow, I really made myself who I am today more than, you know, my college degree did or anything else. Because of who I am, I've moved up and up and up to what I wanted. And I'm very proud of myself for that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You should be. I mean, it's a great story. And I want to divert... uh to something else, although I do want to come back mm-hmm. to this. I want to come back to your story, but I want to hear um, what a recruiter does, what your day-to-day is like at Mass Mutual, and you can even uh, tell me a little bit about your company as well because I'm sure the listeners would love a little bit of flavor of what your company and what your day is like.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So as far as being a recruiter goes, what I do day-to-day is essentially um, find people who would be interested in becoming financial advisors. So this is a little different than any other position I've hired because most of the time I can have a job posting and have tons of people apply to it. This is not the type of career that really has that because this is a hard career. It's not for everybody, but it's so incredibly rewarding. So what I do is I search out these people using LinkedIn, a couple of other processes we have, and I just talk to them about the career. And I give them all the benefits of being in a position like this. I'm very persuasive in these conversations, but, you know, never pushy, of course. So the day-to-day, is, it doesn't change, much, i will to be honest, but I find it exciting because I'm talking to somebody new every day and I'm educating them on what the career is like because a lot of people don't really know who Mass Mutual is and what we do. <laughs> Just for your listeners, too, I can explain that we're a fully comprehensive financial services firm. So we do both the insurance side of financial planning, but also the wealth management side because we take a more holistic approach to empower and inspire um, people in our communities, whether it's just a single person, families, small businesses, anything at all, any type of person at all to help them make sound financial decisions to put them in a better situation now and well into the future. So we make a pretty great impact on our community in that way. And a lot of people don't usually know that.
0: You know, I hear the passion in your voice there. Obviously, when you're at work and you're placing somebody in a financial position, you must be thinking to yourself that this is a person that is now going to help a bunch of other people because our company is great.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I started working with a financial advisor uh, when I got hired there. And he, he and I are friends now, of course, as we do work together. But the way that he helped me, I was like, oh, my goodness. I was so blind to so many things because when people think life insurance, they are like, oh, yeah, whatever, I need it eventually. But there's so much more than that. I mean, it is extremely important, of course. It's something that people should look into. But to think of all the other people that our advisors can be helping, you know, students struggling to pay student loans, or maybe a woman just got divorced and she has to figure out how to handle her own finances, Or somebody's worried that their parents are getting older and they want to help them figure out, you know, the best financial plan for them going into retirement and then, you know, life beyond that. So honestly, there's just so many different ways that people could be helped with this that I do get very passionate and I express that passion to every single candidate I
0: talk to. Let's talk about you. And I wanted to pivot back to your story. So yours is one of, again, like I said at the beginning of the interview, why not? And But you had to have had some doubts along the way. You had to have had moments where you're like, what am I doing? Maybe even had people around you that said, Jennifer, what are you doing? You know, you keep bouncing around all over the place. But as you are bouncing around you were honing in on really what you were supposed to be doing. And uh, as you said, you took an unconventional route, but you certainly ended up where you're in a great space. But uh, how did you handle kind of the doubts that other people might have had and certainly the doubts you had within yourself? Or did that not exist?
1: To be honest, while I was in school, the doubts really did not exist. I have always been quite the go-getter and very... Concrete, you know, once I make a decision, that decision is made and it doesn't matter what anybody else thinks. I also have a very supportive father who had just been going through school as well online because he just finished his degree at age 50. And he was encouraging me, like, you can do this, you know, switch majors. This is what you're better off doing. Working for the bank, I didn't have too many doubts about myself. I always found that job to be a little easy. But when I did go into the recruiting world, I did have some doubts because it was different. You know, Nobody honestly goes to college to be just a recruiter. I don't want to say just a recruiter, but people think like HR. It's hard. Being a recruiter is hard and it takes a lot of time and effort. And while I was at the staffing company that I worked for, there were times that I didn't do as well as I thought I would. And I started having doubts and Even some of my coworkers doubted me. They didn't think that I'd be able to do it, but I overcame them because I know who I am and I know that I can succeed. And it just came down to, like I said, it was just, I was no longer in the right place for me. So the most confidence I've ever had is honestly leaving there and interviewing at Mass Mutual. That was not even an interview to me. It was so easy. Because, I, like I said, I know who I am, and I know that I can be successful, and I know that I can help a company do better. It
0: sounds to me like, really, the possibilities are endless for you with your drive, with your passion, with your ability to learn, and then, of course, your extreme belief in yourself. So. Tell me, if I can put you in the time machine, 20 years, you're going 20 years in the future. What does your career, you're looking back at it, what does your career look like as you're looking back You know, 20 years from now? Because I imagine you're going to be doing some really great things.
1: Honestly, I agree with you not to sound cocky at all, but I feel if 20 years from now I look back at it, I'm going to be proud of myself for how I even got started. I'm going to be proud of myself for building up a department for Mass Mutual because I own the recruiting department. It's just me right now, but you know, I plan to have other recruiters working with me at some point and really growing this firm. Those are the things that I'm looking to do and I see that happening for me. So twenty years from now I'm gonna look back and be happy with what I did.
0: And what would you like to talk to people about recruiting? Because there may be people listening right now that maybe they are trying to do it themselves. Because we have a lot of entrepreneurs, smaller entrepreneurs, solopreneurs uh, that listen, and maybe some people in maybe medium-sized companies or smaller companies that maybe don't have not formalized the recruiting function. And so, what would you like to tell? those people about how to get started, how to think about recruiting, and maybe the importance of investing in somebody like yourself?
1: Honestly, when it comes to recruiting, you got to be able to think outside the box. Now, Don't get me wrong. I'm not the most creative person in the world. I'm just not. Um, but you got to think of different ways to go about recruiting. It's not just posting that job on Indeed or on LinkedIn and just hoping for the best. It's one, Absolutely knowing what type of person you want when it comes to experience, how long they've been working somewhere, you know, if you want longevity out of people, down to personality. You know, we actually use an assessment and it's a very good assessment to use that really shows people's personalities and I can attest that I think it works about 95 to 97% of the time it gets you 100% correct. I mean, the assessment I took definitely describes me. So thinking of different tools that you can use in order to start finding those candidates. And, you know, if you just don't have the time, it makes sense to invest in someone like me because this is what I dedicate myself to. Recruiting takes time. It does. I've been trying to fill a position now for two, little over two months, and you got to not get discouraged because you know you're going to find the right person the more time you take to do it.
0: If you could... Like talk to like say you were running a seminar right now and you were talking mm-hmm. to business owners, you were talking to you were talking to executives and whatnot, and this seminar is all about what you need to know about recruiting. Like maybe the three things or the five things that you must know about recruiting to be successful. And I know it's kind of like it's kind of a dovetail on the question I just had, but I, I got yeah. I got intrigued when you were talking about like some of the things that you do to find candidates and some of the things that kind of the mindset that you have, but if, if I was a business owner an executive and I said, Jennifer, I know, I know nothing about this. Recruiting is always, you know, human resources is always an issue for me. I never seem to get the right people. And if I do get the right people, I can't get them to stick around. So maybe what would you tell business owners and executives that maybe had a query like that for you? What would you say to them?
1: So I would say the top three things when it comes to recruiting is one, it is 100% a numbers game. It just is. It's very similar to sales in a way. You're going to get more no's than you are yeses. It's just the way that it is. So not getting discouraged by every no you get, you're going to get closer to a yes. So when you're recruiting, expect to talk to a lot of people, like how I use LinkedIn. I have over 5,000 LinkedIn connections. I certainly don't have 5,000 advisors working for us. So that would be my first thing. My second thing is patience. Be patient with people when having conversations with them. Depending on how difficult of a position it is to fill or the difficulty of the position itself, like a lot of you know higher-ranking employees, if you're trying to find somebody who's more of a higher-up, you're going to take time to try to find a quality candidate who might not really want to jump ship the first time you talk to them. So expect to follow up a lot with people. It's going to take a while, especially like us, we have sales managers. When hiring a sales manager, it takes us time to find the right person and to get them to 100% commit to us. So following up and being patient is another one. And then I'm just going ahead and reiterate, think outside the box. You know, if one way of trying to recruit isn't working for you, try a different way. There's so many different ways to go about it. There's so many different websites you can use. Look in and research what could help you. There, at least for us in the financial service field, there's a lot of companies that help with recruiting that by giving you lists of people or lists of resumes. Make sure you're doing your research to try to find different avenues to go about recruiting.
0: All right. Before we get into our final few questions, I have one more question about recruiting. And then I, I see this chatter on LinkedIn from other recruiters mm-hmm. and they talk about the need to look beyond the resume, look beyond like the quote unquote perfect candidate, like this candidate must have an MBA and they must have this and they must have that. And, and, and a lot of recruiters, I say, or I see, they say that you should, obviously, you got to have maybe certain basic qualifications. But their advice is to not get, at least from what I can ascertain, their advice is to not get too caught up in having the perfect candidate on paper, so to speak. What, how do you react to all
1: that? I agree 100%. Paper only says so much. Maybe this person doesn't have the exact experience you're looking for, the exact amount of experience that you're looking for, but they may be a real go-getter. They may be driven. They may be very open to learning new things. You can teach somebody how to do just about any job. You can't teach somebody how to be a good employee. So it does come down to character a lot of the times. If you're trying to choose who's your favorite candidate, well, they don't have exactly what I'm looking for, but it's close and they can learn off of what they already know. But I also really like them as a person, and they fit our culture. So I 100% agree with that.
0: All right. Let's get to the last few questions here. First of all, the resource question. Uh, we will, of course, have your LinkedIn profile listed. We'll also have connections to Mass Mutual, so it'd be easy for people to find you. But what are some mm-hmm. other resources that you might tell our audience about? It, it can be TED Talks or books, or you know anything that inspires you, or anything within your industry or whatever. The uh I, I, I leave it up to you to give us some resources we might not know about.
1: Yeah. Sure. So. One of the obvious ones for me, at least, and I got to say, I don't always search them out, but I will always watch them when they appear, is TED Talks. I do love TED Talks. I think they're extremely motivational. But there's also another type of video that tends to come up, at least for me, especially on Facebook. I don't remember ever following this, but I'm I'm glad I do. It's called Gold Cap, and it'll have a lot of empowering... Okay. good. You know, I love Goldcast.
0: I mean, I love TED Talks, too, but Goldcast is really I don't know how I became into it either or how I got into it either. But I'm, I'm really glad I became aware of it. They have great stuff on there. And you don't have to spend a lot of time to get a Goldcast. No, no. Some of the videos
1: are as short as like five minutes, but there's such empowering people on there. You know, you see people of all walks of life giving their story. And there's been so many times I've watched a Gold Cat video and I'm like, yes, I'm ready. Let's do this. I'm like super pumped after seeing it. So that's another one for me. But I'll actually give you one. It's, it's not focused on videos. It's, it's actually the people I work with. I'm not just saying this because I work there, but I work with some really, really motivating people who are great teachers as well. Because when I came to Mass Mutual, it was nothing like what I was doing before. I was overwhelmed at first, like, how do I do this? And they have been with me every step of the way. Our managing partner, Roman, he actually played football for Pitt. So he has that, you know, sportsman mentality and that teamwork mentality. And he, he'll come over to me and be like, hey, how are things going? And let me know if you need anything. But it even goes beyond that. You know, he's there to cheer you on for everything. He's not there to reprimand you if you do something by mistake. It's very empowering to me and he tells me all the time, the recruiting process is mine, the recruiting department is mine. You know, take that and run with it however you want. And it's so great to have that kind of freedom and that creativity to really change things the way that I think will work better. And the changes that I've made have been pretty successful and I've never had that before. And it's just great. There's not a single person in our firm who isn't willing to help, who doesn't have that same type of mentality. So honestly, that's, that's one of my biggest motivators and, you know, big part of my development is just being surrounded by the people on West.
0: Yeah, I'll tell you. If you have somebody that is supportive and gives you a lot of freedom, because that's what a that's what a creative. You say you're not a creative person, but you're obviously a creative person because you couldn't you know you couldn't start your own department and not be creative. There's got to be a million little things that you do to develop this department, and then also like if you try to take a creative person and a self motivated person and put them in a box then they're just they're not gonna fit well into that box. You've mentioned a few times, out of the box, out of the box, out of the box. If you mm-hmm. had if you had to do things a the way a manager thought that you well, you gotta do it this way and do it this way and at ten o'clock you do this like you're building widgets or something like that. That would not work for you.
1: Right, exactly.
0: So let's get I to the... do
1: agree with that.
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely, yeah. I, I share that as well. I'm kind of an out-of-the-box thinker myself, so... At any rate, let's get to... I can't believe we're at the end of the interview here, but this is the time that I give the... Oh, them, my God. Yes, yeah, it goes fast, and uh, I'm going to give you the microphone, hand it right over to you. Of course, we're... Uh, we're socially distancing as we're <laughs> as we're recording this in September right. 2020, and you know, still in the heart of COVID. But I'm going to pass the virtual mic over to you and allow you to take out the interview with whatever you would like to say to the audience. The floor, Jennifer, is yours.
1: Yeah, thank you so much. So, what I want to say is, I, I really hope that you know your listeners, at least some of them, can take my story and really feel that if they feel stuck or they're not sure what to do, you don't have to take the regular path. You can be unconventional. You can change your mind. You know, a lot of people don't go for what they want at a certain point in life because they're not sure if they can do it. Am I smart enough? Am I good enough? You know, whatever your doubts are, I hope that you can put those aside and at least give anything a try. You know, It might not even be work-related. It can be literally anything else in your life. For me, I'm so proud that I had a crazy path to get to where I'm at, but it definitely worked out for me. And, you know, I just want to empower people to know that they're not stuck all the time. You know, there, there are things that you can be doing to better yourself, and you don't honestly owe it to anybody else but yourself to really have the life that you want and whatever path you have to take to to get there i hope that you do
0: absolutely well that's a great way to end the podcast and jennifer williams of mass mutual i really appreciate your time it's uh, like i said this interview has gone very fast and i know you're a very busy person so really appreciate you spending time this week with us on the podcast and uh, thank you so much
1: Yeah, thank you as well. I really enjoyed it. Formulate
0: a vision that will attract people to you and your business. That is the focus of next week's episode featuring Sue Salvamini. Listen to understand the importance of core values in keeping your goals on track and maximizing your impact. Here's a little bit from Sue.
1: But what I'm finding, and what I continue to find resolve in, is what makes you stand out is when you truly can find your authentic voice. And I know there's a lot of talk about being an authentic leader, and, and it, in some regard, it can be it can be over spoken and overheard but less understood and and what i or misunderstood and what i mean by that is to truly understand what drives you you need to be connected to what you value
0: do you know how we maximize our impact on this podcast having more great listeners like you and that's where you come in two simple things you can do to help us grow one rate and review the podcast two Share the podcast that you find relevant. If you did one of the two, it would be great. Both would be amazing. Regardless, we appreciate you listening and we look forward to seeing you next week.